Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, you guys, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Friday, the 29th of March. I'm so glad you guys are here. I am currently in Nashville for the Teach Them Diligently convention, and I'm going to be talking to you today about something that is asked of me a lot, and that is this question of politics and Christianity. Should Christians talk about politics? Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I have loved meeting you guys out on the road. This is my speaking season. Thanks to everybody who came out to uh, Northwest Arkansas last week for the Teach Them Diligently convention. And for those of you who have already come by and said hello here in Nashville, uh, I hope you've had a chance to meet my kids. This is an opportunity for us. Once a year, we take as many of our kids as are still home <laughs> and we throw them in the car and we drive across the country. And it's the best of times and it's the worst of times, (laughs) but we're having a good time, and uh, we love to meet you, so come on out and say hello. Next weekend, I will be at the ARC Encounter at Answers in Genesis for the Answers for Women conference, and we're going to be addressing the topic this year of human sexuality and God's desire that we walk according to his design for sex. And so it's going to be a powerful conversation, I think one that is long overdue and needs to happen. And so coming out and see me, I'll be there with uh, with some of our children. And we're just really excited, Jay and I are, to see what God does as a result of this particular event. If you have not yet joined us at Mom Strong International, we are getting ready to launch a brand new study for the month of April. That study is going to be on biblical discernment. So living biblically in an unbiblical world. And as I as I always do, I'm going to be encouraging you to get off the bench and onto the battlefield to prioritize the study of God's word. If you have left a review for this podcast, I want to say thank you so much for doing that. It really helps us when you do that. And one other thing, if I could be so bold, I would love it if every person listening to this who has also read Becoming Mom Strong or Bible Promises for Moms or Prayers for the Battlefield, if you haven't left a review at Amazon for those books, it would be so great if you would get over there and do that. It helps us with, not only does it help with uh, book sales, but it really helps with visibility of those books. So I wanna encourage you to leave reviews for uh, the books I've written over at Amazon or Goodreads or Barnes & Noble, any place that books are sold, and just let people know what you thought about it. Uh, It encourages encourages uh, it encourages me and it encourages other people who go to order those books. All right, so a couple things on my mind today. Normally I have a friend on the podcast with me on Fridays, but because I'm traveling right now, it's a little bit harder to uh, to get those recorded in advance. So I thought I'd go ahead and record one on my own today and give, go over a topic that really I am asked about a lot. And if you've heard me speak, on the road, either this year or even in years to come, you know that I am very outspoken about what's happening in the culture. And let me tell you why. 
I reject this idea that Christianity and politics don't mix. I know some of you are bombed right now. I believe that we have, uh, because we have conflated this idea that Christianity and politics, we put them in the same category and said, well, one is antithetical to the other. We have removed ourselves from the public square. We've removed ourselves from talking about this on social media. We don't talk about it in the churches anymore. And I believe that the churches are not prioritizing either. I actually don't understand what's going on with the church. Either the church is afraid and we are allowing our 501c3s to dictate to us what it is that we're doing or we don't understand what's actually at stake. So I'm going to I'm going to unpack a couple of things that are concerning me right now and just encourage you a I want to encourage you to pray about what's happening in the culture right now because because God hears our prayers. The Bible says some might trust in horses and some might trust in chariots, but we don't. As the children of God, we trust in the name of the Lord. And so I want to encourage you to a place of really praying and bringing these things before the Lord. I also want to encourage you, as my friend Bill Jack did so well on the podcast when he talked about uh, Worldview Academy, which, by the way, if you haven't checked out Worldview Academy for your teens, their leadership training camps are second to none. And I love them. They are happening all over the country this summer. Check it out, worldviewacademy.com. But we should be concerned about freedom. We we should be concerned not about just our freedom as a church, but freedom in general. And it's amazing to me to watch what's happening as the church has shrunk away from the conversation, a political conversation that we are having. and, And in so doing, we have removed truth from the equation. You see, God's truth is always the truth. Truth is absolute. And so this issue that we've talked about, you know, with regard to transgenderism and what's happening with the transgender movement, they have become absolutely uh, tyrannical in their desire to have people a kowtow to their way of thinking. And so I began to take an active stance against comprehensive sex education that's coming. If it's not in your neck of the woods yet, I'm telling you it will be. Look it up. If you haven't watched The War on Children, uh, Google it. It's a, It should be up on YouTube now. Every church in America should be watching this. And every church in America should be off the bench and talking about this with our school administrators and going to our schools and saying, no, not on our watch. How is it that we got to a place where drag queens, grown men, cross-dressers are coming into our libraries and they're reading stories to children? I would venture to guess that at least 80% of parents don't want this in the libraries, but because we have been silent, this has happened. Whenever you remove a truth from a scenario, untruth will always fill the vacuum. And the only solution to an untruth, my friends, is a bold commitment to the truth. It's a bold commitment to the truth. And so I want to encourage you to a place of truth. God says that he defines truth in the book of John. The Bible says, teach me your word, which is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And like my grandmother always used to say to me, Heidi, we either we we either believe God's word or we don't. And if we believe it, our lives should reflect it. We are called to care for other people. So one of the things that we're struggling with in the Northwest right now is we're allowing what really is a drug, an opiate, and a drug crisis has infected our cities. 
And most of the cities here are being run by people who believe that the that the way to help these people is just to let them work it out for themselves. That's love, right? That helps. And so we've got homeless camps all over Seattle. I don't even recognize Seattle anymore. I barely recognize Portland when Antifa's not down there yelling and screaming at people and holding up traffic and throwing rocks into uh, storefronts. Then you got homeless people down there leaving their needles everywhere. And what are we doing? We've told the police to stand down, don't enforce the law. Well, how do we know that the law should be enforced? One of the very first places that we go is to the Bible to see that God actually is a God of order. He's a God of order. I have a friend who's in the police department. He told me several weeks ago with just incredible amounts of angst in his voice that he does not understand what is happening to our cities and what is happening to our country. We are allowing socialism to creep in. Oh my goodness. We're watching Venezuela fall apart. We're watching those people suffering and dying under the hands of Maduro, a a dictator, a socialist dictator. And we've got people in our country trying to sell our young people on so-called democratic socialism. Well, can I just say that the only difference between democratic socialism and socialism, good old-fashioned, evil, wicked socialism, is that socialism good old-fashioned evil, wicked socialism, is forced on people, and democratic socialism is voted on by people who should know better. Why are we not engaging in this conversation? It doesn't negate the truth of the gospel, men and women, to say, wow, this is wrong. Wow, this isn't good. If the pilgrims did that, we wouldn't have a country. We need to learn to care for others by standing for truth. We don't help the homeless population in Seattle or Portland or New Orleans or Spokane, Washington. We don't help them by standing on the sidelines. We help them by standing in the gap and speaking the truth, which is you have a drug problem and we're going to get you off the street and help you deal with it. But leaving people on the streets and watching what's happening uh, in our cities is, 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 is making me a hundred different kinds of crazy because we can actually do something about it. Christians should care about what's happening in their cities. We should care about politics. We should care about policy. Policy is determined through a political process. And that policy is what eventually drives the narrative of the nation. And right now, the narrative of our nation is abortion on demand, transgenderism, homosexuality, all of these things which fly in the face of God's word. It absolutely flies in the face of God's word. And I, for one, am very, very tired of listening to people make excuses for their lack of being involved in the name of Christianity. I've been looking, uh, reading a book lately, and I'll, I'll link back to it in the show notes today in case you guys are interested, and I hope you are. But it starts out by saying everywhere that one looks in the West, it appears the proponents of secular liberalism are celebrating another social victory lap. So-called same-sex marriage, over 50 self-identifying gender options on Facebook. It it boggles the mind. Lawsuits against Christian bakers and florists, gender-neutral public restroom laws, abortion on demand, collectively constitute a daily reminder that our world is changing in unimaginable ways. Just a few decades back, we couldn't have even imagined this. For those of us who believe that our historic customs, cultures, and religious traditions represent faithful visions of true and good and beautiful things in ways indispensable to the cultivation of wisdom and virtue, this brave new world appears increasingly 
alien. Many of us feel like strangers in our own countries. At work, we can't open our mouths without the fear of potentially being fired from our jobs because of comments that were deemed offensive, bigoted, or homophobic. It's no wonder that many conservatives in the West are rather hopelessly pessimistic about the future of civilization. In his farewell speech to the Focus on the Family staff, Dr. Dobson defeatedly admitted, we tried to defend the unborn child, the dignity of the family, but it was a holding action. We are awash in evil, and the battle is still to be waged. We are right now in the most dangerous and discouraging period of that long conflict. Humanly speaking, we can say we have lost all those battles. Douglas Murray warns that Europe is in the process of committing suicide. By the end of the lifespans of most people currently alive, Europe will not be Europe, and the peoples of Europe will have lost the only place in the world we had to call our home. And Rod Dreher laments, the light of Christianity is flickering out all over the West. There are people alive today who may live to see the effective death of Christianity within our civilization. Now, while fully acknowledging the disappointments and challenges that have engendered such dire prognostications, I want to argue that there is a radically different way of looking at our current context. I believe these rather distressing predictions are contradicted by an astonishing backlash currently underway in the West that does not indicate defeat, but renewal, not a death, but a rebirth. I want to argue that we are actually seeing nothing less than a conservative Christian resurgence in the demographics and politics that promises not suicide, but rather the salvation of the West. This is an interesting book. It's an interesting read. Because while we're not in a theocracy, the, the, the author is arguing that Christians should be on the forefront of the cultural discussion. So here in the Pacific Northwest, we have been encouraging people with every chance we get to get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. We're holding meetings and we're educating people about comprehensive sex education and what is being pushed in the public school. And we're basically saying if these schools will not take this curriculum, which is nothing more than a curriculum full of indoctrination and lies and abortion propaganda out of our schools, then we will remove our children from your schools. It's important to understand that politics isn't the gospel. And I think this is where people, people start to get upset, right? Well, it's not the gospel. You're right, you're right, it's not the gospel. But have you heard of people who have become so heavenly minded that they're of no earthly good? In many ways, I think that, uh, that really does define the church right now. We're running from things when we should be running into them. Truth is absolute. What God says about homosexuality and human beings and male and female and how we take care of our bodies. These are things that are, these are moral, these are moral problems that we're having in the culture. And we should be engaging and we should be speaking out. God's truth does not change. His truth is absolute. I have been amazed. I told many of you a long time ago when I, when I threw my hat in the ring for President Trump, when I realized it was going to be Trump versus Hillary Clinton, and I was like, oh my word, this woman who would say that abortion up to the moment of birth is, is uh, acceptable here in the United States, I would have voted for Mickey Mouse to keep that woman out of office. And yet, to my, and do I like everything that, that President Trump says? No. Do I sometimes wish he'd stay off Twitter? Yes. But he has been the most pro-life president in the history of our nation. And I have been saddened 
and disappointed to see so many attacks from people who shouldn't be attacking him. They should be praying for him. The man's got enough attacks coming from the people who would like to see infanticide legalized in this country, who are trying to remove the protection that the Electoral College provides us. He's being, he is being uh, attacked from every angle. And Christians, I'm not sure what's going on with us, but we need to start, we need to start praying for our president. And praying that God will surround him with wisdom and wise counsel. Because the demographics on the, of, of our country right now demand that we take a stand. Unless we want our children to suffer even worse than what's happening in the schools right now. So I want to encourage you, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. Christians should absolutely be talking about politics. When I was a kid, we didn't talk about politics because it wasn't allowed at the dinner table and places like that. And honestly, I think our our unwillingness or our, our um, decision, rather, to back away from the political discussions that are happening around us have made it so that we can't talk at all. The only thing I see happening online are people yelling at each other. I'm a huge fan of, of Ben Shapiro. I've been watching him and following him uh, for years. My friend Matt Walsh, who is a, a, a devoted Catholic, has been speaking out about political issues for a long time. And I'm really praying that more and more Christians will stop being silent and start speaking. And I think a lot of the reason why we don't speak is because we're afraid. It's the reason I took my name off of the trailer when, when our family hit the road this season, is because you have to be willing to stand in the gap and be willing to be hated, be willing to have people call you names, uh, threaten you. That's what happens to me. But it, it should show you what we're up against. And it's wickedness. Do I believe, am I like 100% behind every everything on the conservative platform? No, but I'll tell you what, I'm one of those annoying values voters. If you don't care about life, I don't care one whit what you have to say about the economy. Because I'm gonna stake my, uh, my life where God tells me to. And that starts in a respect for human life. God says that life is precious. Another really interesting book, uh, there's a book out by Philip Yancey called Christians and Politics, Uneasy Partners. He really does a good job of breaking down what's good and what's not good about it. Uh, and and basically, we're talking also about the lie of separation of church and state. I hear that sometimes, you know, well, separation of church and state. No, I think that we've taken it way too far. This was never Thomas Jefferson's dream for the United States, that, that people of faith would just be quiet in the name of uh, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> he, I, don't think, I don't think he'd be stoked on that. In fact, I know he wouldn't. The first book that I read out uh, to you from was, uh, well, I'll link, it's a long title. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. And again, not everything in these books I agree with, but oh my goodness, they're making good arguments. I'm going to have a woman on my show next Friday talking about something that I don't normally talk about on the show, which is the practice of yoga and Christianity and whether or not Christians and yoga can mix. And the reason I'm talking about it is because it needs to be talked about. The same reason I'm talking about uh, politics today on the podcast is just to encourage you off the bench and onto the battlefield. I've been so encouraged by your letters, by those of you who've been writing to me, even when you disagree. I appreciate the thoughtful discussion. You'll see on next Friday that I actually had a guest who changed my mind on a particular topic. I appreciate that. I think the conversation is important. But I want to encourage you today. I'll link back to these things in the show notes today. Find out who is running for office uh, where you live 
find out what bills are before the legislature. When I decided to go looking to see what was was happening here in Washington State, I was absolutely dumbfounded at what is being passed, basically while the rest of us are sleeping. And I have a feeling this is not just happening in Washington. I have a feeling it's happening all over the country. So I want to encourage you off the bench and onto the battlefield, don't be afraid to talk about what's happening in the culture and then hide behind uh, or make someone make you afraid because you're a Christian. That's not That's not right. If it breaks God's heart, it should break our hearts. We should be learning how to care for people from a position of truth, not from a position of our emotions, because it never yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness, which is what God says he comes as a result of walking in right relationship with him. I want to say thanks to everybody who's been writing to us lately. We love to get your cards and letters. We love to get financial support for this podcast. And you can support us by uh, sending donations to Firmly Planted Family at 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. If you have a question you'd like me to address at Mailbox Monday or you'd like some feedback uh, to offer feedback for the podcast, feel free to do that. Shoot me an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. Please put Mailbox Monday in the subject line and make those emails short, sweet, and to the point. We also want to encourage you to join us uh, as we study God's Word at Mom Strong International. We are getting ready right now to launch a brand new study on discernment and the importance of discernment in the culture today. This is going to be a study that you will not want to miss. You can get your teens, your women's Bible study, your book club, wherever. Grab a, grab a cup of coffee and download the study from momstronginternational.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to hearing from you, and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com dot com.